MSW Media. Thanks to Fast Growing Trees for supporting the podcast. Fast Growing Trees, plant experts, curate thousands of easy-to-grow plant, shrub, and tree varieties for your unique climate. Meyer lemons to evergreens and everything in between. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash dailybeans now to get 15% off your entire order. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, September 15th, 2023. Today, special counsel David Weiss has indicted Hunter Biden on federal firearm charges. Wisconsin's Republican Assembly leader has created a panel to review the criteria to impeach Justice Janet Protasewicz. Fulton County Judge McAfee has ruled that he will not try all 19 co-defendants together in the 2020 Georgia election interference case. Threats mount against prosecutors and FBI agents working on the Hunter Biden probe. And the Republican-controlled Wisconsin Senate has voted to oust the state's nonpartisan election chief. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hi, Dana. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. I hope you're feeling better and everything's been good over the last 24 hours since I've seen your beautiful face. Everything's okay. My voice is still a little bit raspy. Too much news. I've been over talking with all with all the news. Um, but I'm doing great. How are you? I am good. I'm happy that the weekend's here. I actually am not at a gala this weekend. I'm celebrating a friend's 50th and then I hit the road running after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's awesome, though. 50 is good. Mine's coming up in a couple months. Nice. Also, a quick hit. Uh, as I predicted, the judge in Fulton County in the election interference case has ruled that he will not force everyone to be tried on October 23rd with Sydney and the cheese. Now that Meadows isn't faced with a potential October trial date, he has withdrawn his bid for an emergency stay from the 11th Circuit, and the 11th Circuit granted it today and canceled the hearing today. So Meadows' appeal will go forward, just not at an expedited pace, because he, he thought, holy crap, if, if you know, Fonnie Willis wins her argument that all of us have to be tried on October 23rd, I need time to appeal my, you know, I'm trying to move this to federal court. So they were going to do an expedited thing. But now the judge has said, bunch of you can go later. Uh, you know, the crack, cheese and Kraken have to go first on October 23rd. And anybody else who wants an early trial will likely be grouped in with them as well. So that's what's happening down in Fulton County. We have a lot, a lot of other uh, news to get to in Fulton County. We're going to cover it all in the next episode of Cleanup on Aisle 45 with Pete Strzok and myself. And we have a lot of news to cover today. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. First up from Allison Gill at Post News. That's me. Here's truly special counsel. David, I've never I've never cited myself before. Special counsel David Weiss has indicted Hunter Biden on federal gun charges in the District of Delaware with less than a month before the statute of limitations would have expired. It would have been October 12th, 2023. He bought the gun for 11 days, never loaded it, never used it didn't use it in a crime. And most of the time we see these gun charges, they're in addition to a gun crime. Like, you know, you'll get somebody with an armed robbery and then they'll also have these gun charges. The right. indictment, in, yeah, it includes three felony charges. The first two seem repetitive, that Hunter Biden lied on a form. These are false statement charges only. So they're not really firearm charges, but it, he lied on a federal form saying he was not addicted to drugs when he purchased a firearm. And special counsel David Weiss says that he was and he knew that he was addicted to crack cocaine at the time. 
Then the third count is for actually possessing the firearm while being addicted to narcotics. Now, the first argument I think Hunter Biden's lawyer, Abby Lowell, will make is that Weiss and Biden, Hunter Biden, have a valid and active plea deal, a diversion agreement on the gun charges. You don't have to have the probation office signing off on it. The SCOTUS has ruled in the past that these kinds of agreements don't just disappear. They are valid and enforceable. Further, if this case even makes it to trial, DOJ would have to prove Hunter Biden was addicted to drugs and that he knew he was addicted to drugs when he filled out that form. Not sure how they're going to go about doing that. Uh, And additionally, I think they might make the argument that the Fifth Circuit has declared the third count unconstitutional. And the Supreme Court will be deciding on that issue at some point. Now, the Fifth Circuit does not cover Delaware, so it's not really precedent there. But this can be argued pretty readily. The Fifth Circuit relied on a previous SCOTUS decision that deemed that limitations on purchasing firearms to, you know, they, they, those considerations have to be older than the time. Like the original language of the Constitution doesn't have these limitations, in other words. And so the, in 2022, Supreme Court ruled that if you're going to put limits on guns, it has to be stuff. You have to limit it on considerations for stuff that's been around since then. And being addicted to crack cocaine is not a longstanding reason to limit the sale of firearms. Now, that's per SCOTUS. You and I might disagree. Right. Sure. But this is, you know, with this particular Supreme Court. And and finally, the first two counts, like I said, are for only for lying on a federal form, which is bad. You're not supposed to lie on a federal form, but not for buying or possessing the firearm. And those lies have to be material. We talked about this in the Durham case when they said Sussman lied to Peter Baker at the FBI. That lie has to be material. And there was no materiality to that lie in the Durham case. And there would be no material lie here if the underlying crime of possessing the gun is deemed unconstitutional. If it is, then his lie becomes irrelevant or immaterial. So anyway, what about tax charges? If Weiss brings tax charges and people are expecting him to, they would be brought in other jurisdictions. The reason he needed to be a special counsel so he could bring charges in other jurisdictions besides Delaware, where he is a U.S. attorney. And those jurisdictions include California and D.C., but most likely California, as there were doubts that charges for the tax years of 2014 through 2016 when he was in D.C., would happen, right? Uh, In fact, David Weiss said, we're not going to charge 2014 and 2015, but I'm not sure about 2016. But the statute of limitations would have expired on that anyway, unless they consider all of his not paying taxes, uh, you know, in 2018 to sort of latch on to that and extend the statute of limitations. But according to the IRS agent Shapley, who is a Jim Jordan whistleblower, and his handwritten notes, Weiss said they weren't going to bring tax uh, charges for 2014 and 2015. So We'll see what ends up happening. I imagine some tax charges will come out in California. And there were also discussions in court at a hearing of of possibly charging him with Foreign Agents Registration Act charges. But DOJ has had pretty cruddy track records lately uh, with getting FARA convictions. We think think of Tom Barrick. He was acquitted. Bijan Kian, they just dropped his case. Gregory Craig, they dropped his his conviction was overturned. Those are just a few examples since I've been covering the news. Now, I personally don't think the gun charges will go to trial because I think they'll either be dismissed on pretrial motions, especially a motion to dismiss based on that enforceable diversion agreement or selective prosecution. If this if if his last name weren't Biden, he wouldn't be charged with these crimes. In fact, um, Nicole Wallace couldn't find a single instance where these gun charges were brought alone without another crime taking place with the gun 
or because they'll reach a plea agreement. The one like they'll redo the one that fell apart. But my bet is the former. I think this will be dismissed before trial. Please sign up for post and read my stories. It's free. My content is always free. You can sign up using the link in my Twitter bio or the link in today's show notes. It's actually always in the show notes. So thank you. Thanks so much, A.G. This is from Scott Bauer at the Associated Press. Wisconsin's Republican Assembly leader announced Wednesday that he's created a panel to investigate the criteria for impeachment, as he most taking that unprecedented step against a liberal state Supreme Court justice. Republicans are targeting the newly elected Justice Janet Protasiewicz over comments she made during her winning campaign about redistricting and nearly $10 million in donations she received from the state Democratic Party. Well, the impeachment criteria panel being created by Assembly Speaker Robin Voss will consist of three former Wisconsin Supreme Court justices whom Voss told the Associated Press he would not name until after their work is done. Voss said they were not being paid and he expected their work to be complete in the next few weeks. To move further investigate possible impeachment against Protozewicz comes day after, a day after Voss and Republicans introduced a bill modeled after the law in Iowa where new maps would be drawn by nonpartisan legislative staff and be approved by the GOP-controlled legislature for 2024. But Governor Tony Evers said he would veto a plan and advocates criticized it because it gives the legislature the ability to draw maps if those created by the nonpartisan staff are rejected two times. Voss called that argument a red herring. And this is a quote. If someone you think were going to sneak around through a Republican map that has some kind of favor and get Tony Evers' signature on it, I think you're smoking something, Voss said Wednesday on Wisconsin Eye. He said it's not going to happen. Voss said that offering the redistricting bill was an off-ramp to impeachment, which he called a last option. He said they're making it seem... Bullshit. I know. He said they're making it seem like I'm foaming at the mouth to have an impeachment process. He is. Voss said that on WISN AM, where he announced the formation of the impeachment review panel. He went on to say, but that's the last thing I want to have happen, which is why we have taken what I would say is a pretty radical step to offer a different path. Well, Republicans have called on Protozewicz to recuse herself from a pair of Democratic-backed redistricting lawsuits seeking to overturn GOP-drawn maps. Republicans argue that she can't fairly hear the cases because she called the current maps unfair and rigged during the campaign and accepted nearly $10 million from the Wisconsin Democratic Party. Now, she has yet to decide on recusal to those cases, but she did recuse from another lawsuit filed this week asking the Wisconsin Supreme Court to block any attempts by legislature to impeach her. Now, it's up to each justice to decide whether to recuse from a case, by the way. Impeachment's permitted under Wisconsin Constitution only for corrupt conduct in office or for the commission of a crime. Now, it it takes a simple majority in the Assembly to impeach and two-thirds majority in the Senate to convict. Republicans hold a 64 to 35 majority in the Assembly and a two-thirds, 22 to 11 majority in the Senate. They built those large majorities on the maps they drew in 2011, viewed as among the most gerrymandered in the country, which have been upheld by the Supreme Court when it was controlled by conservatives. Well, if the Assembly impeached her, Protozewicz would be barred from any duties as a justice until the Senate acted. Now, that could effectively stop her from voting on redistricting without removing her from office and creating a vacancy that Democratic Governor Tony Evers would, of course, fill. If she's convicted by the Senate or resigns and there is a vacancy before December 1st, that would trigger an April election to fill out the remainder of her 10-year term. Now, Protozewicz won the election in April by 11 points. 
Yeah, that's why she was fucking elected. Yeah, to do her <laughs> fucking job by Democrats. So, yeah, so this is all fascism. Okay. <sighs> Wisconsin, Wisconsin. I, I hope this doesn't go anywhere. I really do. Next up, from NBC, prosecutors and FBI agents involved in the Hunter Biden investigation have been the targets of threats and harassment by people, MAGA people, who think they haven't been tough enough on Hunter Biden. That's according to government officials and congressional testimony obtained exclusively by NBC News. It's part of a dramatic uptick in threats against FBI agents that has coincided with attacks on the FBI and the Justice Department by congressional Republicans and the former guy, Donald Trump, who've accused both agencies of participating in a conspiracy to subvert justice amid two federal indictments of Donald Trump. The threats have prompted the FBI to create a standalone unit to investigate and mitigate them. That's according to a previously unreleased transcript of congressional testimony. Quote, we have stood up an entire threat unit to address the threats that the FBI employees' facilities are receiving. That's Jennifer Moore, then an executive assistant director of human resources for the FBI, and she told that to the House Judiciary Committee in June. It is unprecedented. It's a number we've never had before. It's going to be about 10 people when it's finished, she said. We're still in the process of staffing it right now, but their sole mission on a daily basis is threats to FBI employees and facilities. Moore told lawmakers the threats to FBI agents and facilities had more than doubled. There were more in the six months from October to March than in the previous year. More recent data was not available. Officials say the pace of threats increased after the FBI investigations of Trump became public last summer and has not slowed since. The FBI has declined to comment. All right. Thank you so much, A.G. And from Molly Beck at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, fueled by lingering outrage over the 2020 election within Wisconsin GOP, Senate Republicans voted to fire the state's top election official today, a move that's all but certain to catapult Wisconsin's election agency into a legal battle over who actually oversees voting in this battleground state heading into 2024. In a party line vote during a floor session in the state capitol, the state Senate rejected the nomination of Wisconsin Elections Commission Administrator Megan Wolf, the leader of the state's elections agency that has been and she's become a target of those who harbor intent hence distrust of election officials amid a baseless campaign, by the way, from the former president to sow doubt in the legitimacy of his 2020 election loss. Critics of Wolf, many of whom in 2022 supported impossible efforts to decertify the 2020 election, they applauded from the Senate gallery following the vote. Now, Republicans argue they must fire Wolf in order to address the lack of confidence concerns Trump first fostered without evidence to back up his claims. Senator Mark Spritzer, Democrat from Beloit said the move would instead inject unnecessary uncertainty into the administration of elections heading into the next presidential cycle when Trump is favored to be on the ballot. Well, Spritzer said the Senate was, and I quote, relitigating the 2020 election to appease Trump. Well, Senator Rob Cowles, he's a Republican in Green Bay, said he voted to reject Wolf because of the 2021 state audit that found 84 instances of ballots being counted twice when voting machines jammed. 11 people who had likely died between the time they cast absentee ballots in the election day. Now, in addition, auditors found eight people who may have illegally cast ballots while still serving felony sentences. But overall, the audit concluded the election was administered without widespread issues. We know this. At the time, Cowell said in a tweet, the review reveals election officials and lawmakers have work to do, but that the audit showed us that the election was largely safe and secure. When asked whether firing Wolf would lend credence to Trump's false claims about Wisconsin's 2020 election, 
Assembly Speaker Robin Voss said, and I quote, I guess I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. What? Whatever. Even though lawmakers voted Wolf out, she's likely to stay in her job as inevitable litigation swallows this issue for months. Now, that's because Thursday's proceeding isn't being recognized by Wolf or many Democrats as legitimate because the Republican-controlled state Senate forced a vote on Wolf's future, even though the Bipartisan Elections Commission charged with hiring her did not put forward a nomination of Wolf to consider. Now, following the vote, Democratic Governor Tony Evers said he asked Attorney General Josh Cowell to represent Wolf in a lawsuit aimed at keeping her in her job. This is a quote, Wisconsin Republicans attempt to illegally fire Wisconsin's elections administrator without cause today shows that they are continuing to escalate efforts to sow distrust and disinformation about our elections, denigrate our clerks, poll workers, and election administrators, and undermine basic tenets of democracy, including the peaceful transfer of power. And that's from Evers and well fucking said. Yeah, very well said. Wow. Thanks so much for that reporting. I don't know what's going on in Wisconsin, but uh, we need to fix it. And and hopefully uh, the Democratic Party there will do just that with the ballot. All right, everybody, we have a lot of good news to get to, but stick around. We have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, after quite a bit of effort, my interior design is coming together, but the outdoors, totally different story. Got the backyard done, but I need the front yard. It needs a lot of help, with, especially with my track record with plants. But luckily, there's FastGrowingTrees.com to the rescue. Navigating plant choices can be kind of overwhelming, but Fast Growing Trees really simplifies it. They've handpicked thousands of plants, ensuring you find the right fit for your environment and exact needs. Forget hopping between gardening centers. Just a few clicks online and your chosen plants are en route, arriving in just one to two days. From creating a serene privacy hedge to a cool shade spot in your garden, the experts are there online to help guide your choices. They provide personalized and professional insights at any time. I cannot rave enough about fast-growing trees thanks to them. I've got a lemon tree, a lime tree, and a Haas avocado tree on the way. All without emptying my wallet, it's going to be guacamole time at the Captown compound. And I bet you'll strike gold there too. Try them out. You will see for yourself. Join over a million happy gardeners who found their green thumb thanks to fast-growing trees. Their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, that's their commitment to your garden's flourishing future. Listeners to this show get 15% off your entire order when you go to fastgrowingtrees.com dailybeans, but only through October 15th. That's 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash dailybeans. Fastgrowingtrees.com slash dailybeans. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, a what the mutt, a find the cat, a what the heck wine, where I guess the horse breed, uh, I'll try to guess your cat breeds, but again, I only know like two. Um, you can send everything. Shout out to loved one. Shout out to a small business in your area. Shout out to yourself. Just go to dailybeanspod.com and click on contact and we will read it on the air. All right. First up, we have a correction from Alan F. I love the show. On Wednesday's show, Do Good, Be Well, Dana said that Jack Reed was a Republican senator from Long Island. Close. He's a Democrat from the state of Rhode Island and province plantations, the state whose area increases 3% when the tide goes out. You are the best. How did I just make up all this shit that was wrong? Was it in a story? Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> I think I remember that. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, Alan. I definitely don't want to send spread lies about people, but I must have been reading something that was, uh... anyway, 
yeah, now I know. <laughs> I just yeah. can't laugh at how wrong I was about that. <laughs> All right. Now, AG's favorite a pronunciation correction. Here we go. This is from Kitty, Col I'm assuming Colonel? Yeah, you got it. Okay, Kitty Colonel, a badass, and she uses pronouns she and her. Now, not that it's a big deal because Congress fucking sucks. By the way, both of you are amazing women. Cloture is pronounced clo with a long O and C-H-I-R is in chirp. So I think it's cloture. 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 Mm -hmm. Like name and cloture. Yeah. I've uh, been loving you since the kitchen days. Thank you for being my bright light in the darkness of the MAGA infected military. <laughs> yeah, but the MAGA also hates the military. So that's weird. Yeah. Um, thank you for that correction, Cloture. Next up from Evan. Allison may feel foolish about saying al aluminum instead of aluminium. But keep in mind that Humphrey Davies died from habitually inhaling nitrous oxide. So who's laughing now? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Evan. <laughs> And from Laura, pronounced she and her. Hello, badass beans queens. I have a sound off I would like to share. I am beyond angry at Rep. Lauren Boebert's behavior at the Buell Theater in Denver, Colorado. I'm on the board for a small nonprofit for a historic theater owned by the city. We provide fundraising support for that theater for items not included in the city's budget. Our expenses for many of our events doubled this fall because of new security protocols put in place by the city that includes hiring off-duty police officers. Because of this additional expense, we have lost money on all the events we've hosted this fall. Also worth mentioning is our ushers and our volunteers. They are there because they love the theater and want to make certain every guest has a pleasant experience. They are not babysitters for unruly guests. How someone like Lauren Boebert got reelected to represent others when she clearly lacks empathy is beyond me. Her and her ilk are costing us all time and money. You can bet I'll be donating my time and money to the person who runs against her in 2024, and I don't even live in Colorado. Uh, heads up, Laura, that person's name is Adam Frisch. Thanks for letting me get that off my chest, and for all you do for Pod Pet Tax, I have some photos of my first and only grand cat, Lydia. I love the way she sashays into the room. You can almost hear her say, and who are you? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, <clears throat> oh, she's adorable. She is adorable. Oh, and you know what? How that second picture got taken. We get the we get the bonus Beetlejuice plush toy, maybe in reference to the play, the musical that uh, Lauren Boebert was looking. Okay. Yep. Okay, this is cute. Look at the feats. So sweet. Thank you for that. Oh, thank you indeed. All right, this is from Michelle Pronouns. She and her. Hello, Beans Queens. When AG mentioned on the Jack podcast recently that a clever person in the interwebs repurposed Kenny Rogers' song Lucille into you usual. What is that? You seal. You seal. Okay, she's spelled differently. Yep. Okay. To, God, I I'm, I'm so embarrassed sometimes, and I'm like, what is that word? <laughs> anyway. That one's a, that one's a weird one. All You're right, because they spelled it differently. Good. Okay. Two things happened. First, also, it's something I wasn't privy to, so I'm like, what the hell are these people talking about? Okay. Yeah, I don't think you were there that day on two that things, episode of Jack. <laughs> all right. Two things happened. First, it gave my husband and me a good chuckle. Second, it got the song stuck in my head. Well, just today, as a place in the background of my mind, I remembered that I sang one line wrong for much of my life. For years, I thought he's saying, you picked a fine time to leave me, you, Lucille. 400 children and a crop in the field. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lot of children. It's actually four hungry children. <laughs> oh my God, that's really funny, Michelle. Thanks so much, AG and DG, for all the things that you and your team do to keep us informed, and especially for the good news. For Pod Pet Tax, a picture of our beautiful standard Schnauzer Jasper, who crossed the Rainbow Bridge in January of 2020. 
and who we still miss every day. What a beard face. Beard face. Oh, yes. look. Look how beautiful. That is a beautiful mm. schnauzer. Yeah. Yeah, so somebody put on Twitter, you know, you seal Tavares. Uh, had you know signed a, a cooperation agreement, Dana, and somebody said you picked a fine time to leave me, you seal. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> we were cracking up about that, and I love it, Michelle. That in your head you're like four hundred children and a crop, and then you're like, wait, that's not right. That can't be right. Like we sing a song we haven't sung in decades, and then realize it has to be wrong. <laughs> oh my so God. Crazy. All right, next up from Susan, pronoun she and her, but this says for Dana. So Dana. I'm going to hand it over to you. Okay, I'm going to close this out. Your story about aluminum reminded me of a joke my mother, may she rest in peace, used to tell. A woman took her pots into the repair shop to have their bottoms resurfaced. And she asked, are you copper bottomed, um, my man? He said, no, I'm aluminium, um, mum. <laughs> that was a valiant effort. That was aluminiuming, mum. Aluminiuming? Let me just redo this. Hold on. <laughs> Let me go through yeah, this live I think on the show. Aluminiuming, um, mum. Yes, I think it's. Are you copper bottoming them, man? My man. No, I'm aluminiuming them, mum. Um. Okay. See, I'm glad you helped <laughs> with that one. I have a hard enough time with the English language. Sometimes that was a tongue twister. They gave that to you. So rude. I think it was a setup. I think so too. I think so too. I, just, I worry that the listeners don't think I'm intelligent sometimes. <laughs> no, that is not it at There's all. Some listener like, God, she's really funny, but holy shit. That is not it at all. And you know it. <laughs> oh, that's funny though. No, oh, I'm man. aluminium. Um, 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 uh, yeah, I can't do that. I can't fucking do that. Fuck that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who who resurfaces the bottoms of their pots? That's Just also a fair question. From green pan, nonstick. And so, uh, no. I love my green pans, by the way. I know that you always do the shout out. I love my set from green pan. They're phenomenal. And Aren't they wonderful? Yeah, and it's a healthy nonstick because normally you're burning off this stuff and ingesting it and you're not with green pan. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love them. All right, free little ad for green pan there. Thank you. Thank you to our sponsor. Yeah, boom, you're welcome. But yeah, no, I love mine too. All right, but that's it. That's the that's the whole week of news. It was one of the longest weeks of news I've uh, encountered, if not the longest, most news in one week that I've encountered in my time reporting the news. Uh, but I just wanted to say thanks and I hope everybody has a great weekend. Do you have any final thoughts, my friend? You know what I do? I do. What? I just want to say a lot of this news is inundated. And I know we talk about this and AG says it in the sign off, but take breaks. Like this was a lot new, a big news week. And I know for a lot of you that beans is not the only podcast you listen to. Don't get weighed down by this stuff. It is a lot. It's going to continue. So give yourself some time. If you listen to a podcast, go for a walk. If you're listening while you walk, make sure you do some other kind of self care because we're not built for this. Like we as human beings were not built for this much inundation of just bad shit. So make sure you cleanse yourself, save yourself. I don't care what you have to do. Find something that is positive. Yeah. Agreed. hundred percent. Thank you so much for that, Dana. And everybody have a wonderful weekend until Monday. Please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. And take everyone you know with you. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants 
And the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn-in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane, and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, Welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing on the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th. Or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.